always get you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Howdy! <laughs> Welcome in on this Friday. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Across the great state of Mississippi, your hometown heroes at your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. I'm here. You're here. Beaver is here. We're all here. we got a show on a Friday, and it's kind of a free-for-all. Whatever you want to get into on this Friday is good with me. There's a lot to get into you know there's a lot from the week of talking season at sec media days you've got the open championship we are less than two weeks from the first nfl preseason game get to watch somebody tackle somebody (laughs) it that you know it it doesn't count but it sort of does and it's live and it's the first little bit of that you've had um at least nfl or college in a while so less than two weeks to that all the portal and NIL stuff just popping up all over, all over the place this week. So really anything you want to get into is cool. Man, I'm kind of interested to learn, you know, what you are interested in. So please let me know. I'll give you the numbers coming up first. Hey! Hey, Beaver! Hey, Matt Wyatt. Happy Friday to you. And to you as well. Did you see where more bully just texts us on the country pleasing text line and says T minus three hours? Mm-hmm. You see what he's doing there? Yeah. Oh, I know what he's doing. T minus three hours until he nudes up, gets in his pool, <laughs> and sends an inappropriate attention seeking picture to the text line. But now <laughs> I just keep saying now that we've learned that there's no clothes underneath all that. <laughs> it's very, it's it's gross, and I wish you wouldn't send them anymore. Well, here's two or three observations, Beef. See if you're on, in on board with this. One is something we've learned about more bully. He basically confirmed it when he texted us the other day. What a what a f- big kick he gets out of us talking about him. Yeah. Okay. So- Right. So we've already played right into his trap. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I mean, and that's how you know. I, I mean, let's give him credit. He's a good conversation starter because more bully, Beaver, without even saying, hey, guys, I'm going to be in the pool in three hours. He's he's insinuating. He's just dropping a hint knowing that we're going to be on the same page with him and goes T minus three hours. That's all he texts, <laughs> which immediately gets us talking about him. <laughs> who talks more about more bully us or himself <laughs> that's funny i can just hear him laughing too but you know what else beaver okay so what was it yesterday there was a picture of lane kiffin floating around the internet of him and his messed up hair you know he didn't really everybody was joking around that he had not brushed his hair or combed it or whatever it was before he goes out there on the podium and, and there was a compilation of funny things that had been said about him. For example, one of them showed the picture, and somebody had tweeted, Lane Kiffin looks like the guy whose buddies left him on top of a Vegas casino for a couple of days and couldn't find him. 
You know, and it's just comment after comment like that. And I had this idea. I thought, you know, what would be funny is if we had a willing participant every now and then on the radio show, Beaver, to send us a picture, we send it out and tell people to caption this, and then we read the captions. Because people are funny. They come up with funny stuff. And it hit me. If we were to do that, Beaver, you know who would be the first entrant into that contest? It would be more bullying. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Yeah. He'd be there for it. He'd be the first one to send us a picture. <laughs> uh, uh, more power to you. More bully. Yeah. He got a kick. I saw an earlier text on the country pleasing text line. He, he thought it was funny that I said, now, is that his wife in the photo there? <laughs> because he's there with a pretty girl and <clears throat> they're in the swimming pool. I we assume. Oh, that's, that was fun, though. Funny. Hey. Beaver, before we get into the sports, you know what else today is? What? Besides the fact that it's July 21st, it is National Junk Food Day. Oh, that is, that's perfect. We've, yep. we've had so many discussions. Yes, we have. We so, even at one point, we had that brief history, Matt, Wyatt, and you have stopped doing it where <laughs> we just, anytime you came across a snack cake, you got. <laughs> You would randomly send me a picture. <laughs> I'd send I haven't you. gotten one of those in a while. You know what it is, Beaver? Part of it is, all right, Father's Day was at the beginning of the month, right? Or end of June, beginning of July, somewhere in there. And on Father's Day, Anna Beth and Mary Liddy gave me a box of the humongous Star Crunch, you know? And I brought you one of those. And they also gave me a box of the humongous Zebra Cakes. Well... It's taken me over the course of a month to eat all those things, and I have literally gained weight from it. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Yep. And it's, they don't care who you are, unless you're like a construction worker getting, you know, 10 hours of exercise, hard labor every day. If you eat that many large Little Debbie snacks over the course of one month, you're going to put on weight. And so here, the last week and a half, to two weeks i've tried not to get that stuff <laughs> so i hadn't sent you as many pictures my question for you beaver is what is classic what is junk food if it's national junk food day what do we consider junk food how do we define that i when i think junk food what immediately comes to mind is all these snack cakes that we speak of okay uh, i guess that snack cakes ice cream and chips. Okay. Snack cake, ice cream, and chips. Potato chips. Uh, on the website, the National Junk Food Day website, um, from fo frozen food aisle to fast food chains, a myriad of choices for consumers flooded the market. Potato chips, baked goods, on supermarket shelves, let's see, it's giving more. Um, yeah, definitely chips are included. Hey, here's a question for you. Is French fries junk food? Yeah. Okay. All right. So French fries is in there. Donuts? I, yeah, I guess you would say that, but it wouldn't be one of my first thoughts. <laughs> Because normally, you know, it's funny because I don't know that we normally say 
donuts because right. we don't really think of breakfast so much as junk foods. I think you know, you're the right. Junk foods are our our later right. foods, like like the ice cream, because you know no one's eating ice cream in the morning. Well, no. I'm sure some do, and it's probably awesome. <laughs> I bet it's an awesome life too. But so okay. Scratch that. Now okay, you got no. me rethinking everything. All right, now you so, got me rethinking everything. Okay. So, yeah. Sugary cereals at breakfast. You know, sugar smacks. It, look, it's kind of junk food. Oh now, you are putting milk in it, so you got that, but I'm just saying. When I first saw it, National Junk Food Day, there's this, okay, and on the National Day calendar, there's an image to go with it, and the image that they showed includes these food items. Okay, Beaver? On National Junk Food Day, it's got potato chips, french fries, donuts, popcorn, pizza, and a big old hamburger. See, I, you know, I'm not going to go so far as to say that a hamburger is junk food. I don't think it's no. junk food. <laughs> I won't think, no, I don't think that at all. I don't either. You, you Look, you take... Now that's so false. I don't like who I don't like whoever did that because a hamburger. If you take the bun off that hamburger, that's some of the most nutritious stuff you can get. Just some beef. Yeah, just straight get up that beef. out of my head. No or kidding. Or get that out of my face. Excuse me, but <laughs> even with the bun, I don't. I've mm. never thought of a a hamburger. Sure, it's not the most nutritious thing you could have with the you know McDonald's hamburger and all that, but I don't associate it with ice cream. See, and I would say popcorn is not junk food, but I would say that caramel popcorn is. <laughs> you know, like Cracker Jacks? Anyway, <clears throat> just another thing to think about. I, I probably, even though I have begun a lose weight kick again, I kind of do that. I go up and down like a roller coaster. But uh, I've decided to kick in some discipline for a little while. But I am going to eat some form of junk food today. I just, I got to think about what that's going to be. <laughs> All right, hey, look, if you're tuning in, if you're tuning in on the uh, live stream, hey, to y'all, y'all can see me. I can't see you, but you can see me, but I'm glad you're here. You can feel free to comment. Will was the first to drop one there on the YouTube live stream, said, Happy Friday, Matt. Only six more Fridays where we go to bed without SEC football to wake us up on Saturday. Now, think about that. Only six more of these tonight and then five more Friday nights. Where you will go to bed without SEC football to wake up to on the next day. And, buddy, so you're talking about a month and a half, and that's going to fly by. Thanks for, thanks for the heads up on that, Will. Sven is over in Germany, commented and said, Hail State, everybody, and heard us talking about junk food, and then said, what, what is today? <laughs> what is this? And he said, junk food day? What the heck? Ah, I agree. You know, you get it. All right, and then uh, Jared on Facebook commented. He said, I was just telling my kids this morning to quit eating all those cookies, eat some breakfast, get some cereal or something. And then he goes, well, what's the difference? <laughs> I mean, it depends on the kind of cereal, right? That's what, tell them to have some cornflakes. No sugar. Just eat some cornflakes. Frosted mini-wheats. Don't, hey, probably my new favorite over the last 10 years or so, frosted mini-wheats. I've been known to go to Sam's and buy that box. It's so big you can't fit it in your car. You know, you got to strap the it down in your trunk. The the humongous, you know, the corporate size box of frosted mini wheats from Sam's. 
Corporate supply. <laughs> the corporate supply. You know what I'm saying? Like you can go in there and get 500 coffee filters for your office coffee maker for like five bucks <laughs> at Sam's. But you know how they you know how they make money doing that, don't you, Beaver? Hmm. You've had to pay a membership just to go in. Now we've covered that before, but look, Sam's is not in the business of cutting deals and not making money. Just remember, just remember that. Okay. Now, oh, go ahead. You, I, I'm sorry, Matt Wyatt, but you just you got me on something because this just occurred yesterday. All right. Talking about you know how they're already making money because you got to pay for this. You got to pay to shop there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was told just yesterday. You know, another thing we pay for is to be an Amazon Prime member. Lots of people right. are Amazon Prime members. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I was just told yesterday that because Amazon Prime, another neat thing about them is free returns. Like, I can go to, I can go down the street to the UPS store, I take it in, I, I Amazon Pr Prime return. They'll box it up, and they'll ship it, and right. it's all free. Mm-hmm. That's neat. I was informed yesterday that Amazon is currently thinking about doing away with the free returns because they say they're losing money. Wait a minute. Time out. No, they're not losing money. No, they're not. And I'll tell you how I know why. Two weeks ago, just two weeks ago, I had a charge show up on my credit card on a Saturday morning for $148. And, you know, since it's Amazon is a once-a-year charge, and I kind of forget about it, I don't know when my Amazon Prime, you know, renewal date is. Yeah. So it took me two days to figure out. I, I thought, I saw that, and I thought I had been hacked. I thought someone used my credit card to charge something. It took me right. two days to realize, oh, that's Amazon Prime. Okay. So, point is, how many millions of people are Amazon Prime members? If you have millions paying $148 a year, how are you ever losing money? Yeah, and I guess the thing would be, Beaver, it's like they, their their margins weren't as large, maybe, is what they could argue, right? Maybe something like that. It's not a... So the term making money, or, or losing money, no, they're not, but I guess, you know, maybe profits come back instead of increasing or whatever, but yeah, when you're already paying for something, I mean, if they want to cut it out, fine. But that's basically what they'll do with a lot of people if they start charging you for that return deal. They just won't return it, or you know, or they just won't buy it in the first place. <laughs> I mean, how about that? That's interesting. You tell me that. Hey, we were talking about junk food. Um, no, it wasn't Aaron. It was Clayton that commented on YouTube and said, "Hail State Junk Food Day has me ready for tailgating." You know, I didn't think about that either. But that's the other thing that comes along with football season we get closer. I mean, some of us do it up big on Saturdays, home or at the ball game. So that'll be coming in uh, before we know it. Let me hit the text line, the country-pleasing text line uh, real quick. Let's see. Um, JC texted the show and said, Matt, were you selected as preseason All-SEC pooch punter your senior season? You were the goat at it. Well, no. But I will say this, JC. If they recognize that as a position, like if they included pooch punting on the special teams part of All-SEC, I might have been on it. 
I, I made it on the all-freshman team my freshman year in, in school in 1996 as a quarterback on the freshman all-SEC team, and it was all downhill from there. <laughs> okay, that was it. That was the last one, I think. Uh, more bully is trying to be a bad influence. He says, you only gain weight in your fingers. Talking about me? Uh, maybe. <laughs> not true. <laughs> not decidedly not true. Hey, and look, uh, Drug Dog sent us a picture of he and his significant other. I'm assuming that's who, but we can't see your face on the country please and text line at 885-3776. That's the number to text the show, by the way, 885-3776. An easy way to remember it, 885-ESPN. They're on the beach, okay, getting a nice suntan and and repping Mississippi State somewhere at the beach. Nice... uh, Looking beach back there, pretty clear water. And Drug Dog is wearing a Mississippi State hat with the old M State logo, like on the rotating helmet that I have here in the studio, that they're not going to have on the helmet this year. And his significant other's got a hat. She's covering her face so we can't see her, but it has the state script logo on it. I like that one better. And then he has a, a koozie, or a, what do you call that? Is that what it's called, a koozie? with a canned drink down in it that's got the the baseball national championship logo that they put out. So they they got three different logos in one photo. But I really do appreciate you sending it, Drug Dog. And if y'all are listening right now while you're out there in the sun, um, enjoy it. We're we're jealous. J-Rock Texas showing said, perfect breakfast for beaver donut with ice cream on top. Look at that. It's a plain glazed donut, big Two scoops of vanilla ice cream sprinkled with chocolate chips. Uh, a little chocolate syrup poured over the top and a cherry sitting up there. <laughs> I mean, it's like a, a heart attack in a spoon right there. Uh, Andrew, Texas show, says, looking at the national obesity rate, it's junk food day every day in Mississippi. Yeah, we got some biggins around here. <laughs> it's good food around here. What are we supposed to do? Uh, Nick texted the show and said, if Amazon didn't exist at my house, I could pay cash for a new ski boat. (laughs) Nick, we're with you, man. There's some of us that, like, it was not good when we discovered how easy it was to buy something on Amazon and have it delivered to the house. Uh, (laughs) For sure. Promise, we're coming to football. Y'all hang on a minute. We're just getting started on a free-for-all Friday here in the studio, in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. CWR texts the show and said, Beav, I thought that you used to get the Amazon Music as part of Prime, but it looks like they are charging about 10 bucks a month now for that. So, Beaver, what is the big advantage to, to being an Amazon Prime subscriber? What's the big advantage? Free, free two-day shipping. Oh, well... It used to be everything was free two-day shipping. Now it's it's still free, but on a lot of things, it's I've noticed it says it's taken about three days now. Yeah. So we're just adding days apparently, but yeah, the the free free two-day shipping. Okay, we have a subscription that for us includes a lot of TVs and movies and stuff. Now, some, we if we want them, they're not a part of it. But there's a lot of free TV shows and movies, too, on Amazon Prime. And, and we get it as part. So I wonder if that's part of it also. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a perk. 
JC texted the show and said that you, Beaver, would be all SEC at doing the perfect cartwheel. Where, where's that coming from? He's just making it up. <laughs> oh, that's got to be a Creed reference. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Hey, speaking of, Beaver, uh, this is non-sequitur here, but just a little while ago I was watching an old episode of... Uh, of uh, the office, and it was the one where remember where the handsome salesperson for the other company was stealing their clients, and Michael yeah. eventually hired him. <laughs> you know, and he had at one time in the past gone on a date with Pam and didn't call her back or something. I was watching that one; it was great. Remember when they tried to like before they hired him, they tried to figure out his sales techniques by they set up a fake company in one of their side offices. And, and Dwight set up surveillance cameras, and they sat in the room next door to watch and see how it was going. And the biggest mistake they made was that Meredith was the only person free during lunch to sit in there and pretend to be the boss. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> and it was a disaster from the get-go. Had a good laugh at that one. See what I mean when I say free for all Friday? You never know. Okay, so it'll get on track next with a look back. What I did... You know, we, we checked in live yesterday on the last day of SEC Media Days, and really what did become sort of the story of the week was some of the things that Lane Kiffin said about the transfer portal and NIL and other stuff. So we're going to recap that with the high points. So it's a little here and a little there. And I am curious to know, for you as a fan of college sports, kind of where are you on this? Like, how would you summarize your overall thoughts and feelings and connection to the college sports you've always loved now, is it the same? Is it different? Is this stuff affecting you? I'd kind of like to know. So we'll get into some of that next as we just get started on this Friday in the Bureau. Stick around. Do you crave your sports? It's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger. Not here, because you've got Matt Wyatt. Oh, I am starving. Don't worry, he's got a menu full. Um. All right, back with you on this Friday. Thanks for tuning in. So we'll, we'll jump into some of the the recap comments. Yesterday was a seemed to be a big day at the uh, SEC Media Days. You had Tennessee there, but you also had Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss, and he, and I felt like Kiffin sort of made the bigger headlines throughout the week, just because he was really the one coach to you know say what everybody's thinking regarding name, image, and likeness and portal. And then you had a few you know media idiots and soft backbone mushy headed you know gum flappers like Paul Feinbaum that criticized him and called him a hypocrite but they you know to his credit he's good at getting clicks but that's about all that's worth um Kiffin was basically like the one coach and we appreciate it fans appreciate it media who are being real appreciate it now I guess again if you if you've got to get on ESPN and say something to get attention you could certainly get out there and get some attention by calling him a hypocrite but he wasn't I mean you know everybody's playing by the rules that they're allowed to play by to give themselves an advantage and I don't think anybody's any different there you know far be it for me to take up for Lane Kiffin but I he said what everybody's thinking everything he said was 100% true so if you criticize that you're just basically looking for some attention, which is 99.9% .9 of your media out there, whether they're on a big platform or not. And I got no use for them, period, end of story. None whatsoever. Got no use for any of them. 
And so they won't get my attention. And they really shouldn't get yours, but, you know, it's your attention. You can do what you want with it. Uh, but I wonder how you feel about all that. So I threw that question out there. Kind of how are you feeling about stuff? I mentioned it earlier. So we are, in terms of the college football season, kicking off. Some of you all may know the number right off the top of your head. I've lost track of it. I'm going to pull it up here. Uh, I've got 42 days. Yeah. So now we are actually a little less than a month and a half. Uh, and certainly to the first college football games, because those will actually start a week ahead at the end of August. So that's about a month. But about a month and a half or closer to it, a little less than a month and a half to the first big full Saturday when our teams are going to kick it off. So it's getting here quickly. And then, as I mentioned, you get NFL stuff coming up, preseason games uh, in less than two weeks, or the first one anyhow, which will have the Jets in it for what that's worth. But I wonder how you feel about things. I have wondered if, you know, this gravitational pull on college sports away from college and away from amateur, they've killed that. It's not amateur sports. They've killed the idea of amateur sports. And 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 pulling it, gravitating it over towards professional stuff in a totally different setup. And I've wondered what that would do collectively to fan bases and you know, uh, it's hard to judge. Everybody's different. Some people are different. There's some people that I'm sure that, you know, paying college players or rosters that change may have no effect on their fandom at all. And actually, for some, they might like it even better than what they've had. But I felt like, too, you probably got a big group that it has helped them to disconnect a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like the other day, I, I didn't have anybody really disagree with me when I brought this up. And said that regarding, for example, the, the Egg Bowl rivalry. You know, there used to be this just, uh, it never was as quote-unquote toxic as some people made it out to be. That was all just a bunch of hot air. But it certainly was heated and competitive. And whether it was in the game or on the recruiting trail and everything else. And there was this edginess to it, sure. And it feels like that edginess has really just kind of gone away. And a part of that is because and they, you know, the, the direction that college sports has gone. And for a lot of people, you still pull for your school. You still want to watch them. You still want them to win. You're still going to occasionally put their hat on and maybe fly the flag in your front yard. But, but emotionally, you're sort of disconnecting from it just a little bit. There's just a wider gap between you. There's a, it's a little bit more of an arm's length. And win or lose is really not going to affect you as much just because of the nature of it, right? Right, wrong, and different. I, I've wondered if that's going to happen. And then it, if that does happen, which I think it will, and it is happening, what effect does that have on, like, in-stadium attendance? Those kinds of things. What about giving? You know, I saw the note. Uh, over the last couple of days that Mississippi State as a university, as an academic institution, this is not athletics, had uh, raised more money than anybody in the state of Mississippi ever has over the last way, way, way up over 200-something million dollars in giving, but that's just, you know, that's to the university. It's not athletics. So people still love the, the schools and still very much feel connected. I wonder if we will see effects of attendance, other things, or not. 
Um, I just asked a question is all. Danny commented on Facebook and he said they drastically changed NASCAR. And as a rabid fan, I totally quit keeping up with it. He said, with all these changes in college football, I'm probably headed in the same direction. Sad but true. Uh, Sven commented, he said, what I want to see fixed is the gap between football and baseball. He said, take any elite quarterback prospect and any elite shortstop. The quarterback gets free education plus NIL and never has to pay a penny for school. Shortstop, on the other hand, falls under the 11.7 rule and has to pay to play. Yeah, he does. He does. And, of course, you know, big-time baseball programs now with NIL, like LSU and State and Ole Miss, you know, they're – they're supplementing those players now with NIL where they're not having to come out of pocket like they were before, which is a really good thing. Not all of them, but some of them. So I'm curious. Now let's see here. What do you want to listen to first? All right, let's jump in on some of the things that uh, Lane Kiffin said yesterday. Now we heard some of this, but let's begin the recap uh, with this, no system. That's one of the things that that Kiffin talked about. There's the, the big problem here is that we don't have a system, you know. And I think that that's absolutely true. You you don't have rules and parameters in a system that all of this operates within. It it's totally ruleless, <laughs> is basically what it is. Listen to the way that he described it. Um, or fans that they're appreciative, you know, of coach that really addresses where it's at and what are the challenges with it. So, um, first off, I've always said I think it's phenomenal that players get a chance to get paid, um, which is great. I do think, which I've stood up here and said before when it first happened, that there's going to be some major issues and we're creating free agency um, with the portal and with NIL um, you've got a lot of pay for play going on and that is what it is so you know those two things combining there just is not a a system uh, in place and I don't think there's any other sports at any level uh, that are like this, that really you every year can opt into free agency, really twice a year. And I mean, I was just thinking on a plane ride over here, what if you had that in other sports? You know, Tom Brady, Asia Wilson, Lionel Messi, LeBron James. What if every year those guys can opt into free agency twice a year, really, and they got no long term contracts? Basically, everybody's not even on a one-month contract because they can leave in two windows. So um, it's just created a lot of issues and these roster changes, and I'm not complaining about it because we take advantage, obviously, of of free agency. But at the same time, I don't think that's really good for college football. These massive overhauls of rosters every year um, really is not in the best interest of college football. And then when you add the NIL at the same time, you know, we've created, I've said it before, we got different caps and no luxury taxes. So now we got professional sports, because that really is what we are, um, what's been created now. And there's no caps on what guys can make or what teams' payrolls are. So when this first came out, said, all right, basically whatever 
programs have the most aggressive boosters with the most money are going to get the players. And now we're adding some states that now you don't have to follow NCAA and now the university can take their money and give it to the collective to give to the players. So now we really have pay for play that the biggest schools with the most donors, most aggressive, and the school wants to spend the most money paying the players for pay, for play to come to their school is where we're at. So there's kind of your state of the union on the situation of what all coaches are dealing with around the country. Um, and really a, a poor system that, that isn't getting better now is gonna get worse with this because again, now we just <clears throat> look at recruiting rankings and you're going to see that they usually are going to follow this, you know, donor base and what schools are going to decide to give the most money to the players. So, is what it is. We'll deal with it like we do with everything else, but somehow it's got to get fixed um, because there's no system around it. So there you go. There's the no system comment and some interesting comments from y'all on the the live stream and on the text line. You want to get them in? We'll discuss those next. On the country, please, and text line, 885-3776. I got some thoughts on it, too. And people who called him a hypocrite for because he's a coach who re-upped his contract last year and kind of leveraged the possibility of a new job, they skip over the obvious facts and make themselves look like idiots in the process. And it's so simple to just look at the facts. There's one major difference. I'll tell you what that is. You know what it is. It's not going to tell you something you don't know. It's going to remind everybody. That's coming up next. Stick around. From the amazing hits. That one is huge. To all the amazing plays. Matt Wyatt has got it all for you. Just listen to that. Back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau of the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes. That's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. You can be a part of the show, and I hope you will be. You can text or you can call. Call me on the Divini phone, Divini Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer, the number to call, 995-1059. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. Divini Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson. They are the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact. means they've been doing it better, longer than anyone else, right, here at home at Divini. Listen to Will's comment here on uh, the YouTube live stream. I love that the players get to get paid. But I think it really rubs the fan base the wrong way when they basically ask for some collective to enter a bidding war every year to come back. Okay, you see what Will's saying? He is a diehard fan who actually likes the idea that players can get paid, especially those that are can get a marketing deal or you know, an endorsement type of deal and everything, fine, go do it. He actually likes that idea. He says what he doesn't like is they basically, he says every year, get to go to the collective and say, hey, I had a, 
good year, but I'm going to need some more money or I'm going to go elsewhere. I'm going to transfer elsewhere. But it's not just every year, Will. The point that Lane Kiffin made yesterday is that because of the current transfer portal rules, it happens twice a year. There's two different windows every year where you can get in the portal. For football, you have a end-of-the-season window that is 45 days from bowl selection Sunday until the middle of January. 45 days, the first transfer portal window. Okay? Let's say you don't decide to transfer. You don't get in the portal then. Well, you just wait, and it opens back up for 15 more days at the end of April, from April 15th through the end of the month. So there's two windows every year where open transfer rules, you could slip off into the portal or threaten to get in the portal. And if you're a good player, your program and your fans via the collective have to go, well, how much do you want? <laughs> Can we get it? All right, here you go. Give it to him. So see, that's what he's saying. Open free agency. And his point was, yeah, what if, you know, what if, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. for the Braves could just every year, anytime he wants, a couple times a year, opt into free agency. And the Braves are like, all right, redo it. Sign, new contract. Six, five months later, all right, redo it. New contract. You see what I mean? So structure is what he's talking about. Will also said, when it feels like the players don't like the school or only there for the money, there's a disconnect. The most beloved pro sports players were loyal to their organizations. Example, Michael Jordan, David Ortiz, uh, Chipper Jones, and the list goes on. And I agree with that. Now, here's a point that I want to make. Please hear this. When Lane Kiffin talked about problems with the portal and problems with NIL and the combination of the two making it even a bigger problem, and the fact that a player, any player, can basically hold the program and the collect the school's collective feet to the fire, not once a year, but twice a year with two portal windows to get paid a little more and to, you know what I'm saying, leverage them for a little more and a little more each time, threatening to leave each time. And there are some very notable media people, particularly those on big old dummy ESPN, the higher it goes, the dumber it gets, who thought, well, we'll get a lot of attention by ranting the other side of this. Here's a football coach who decides to, you wonder why football coaches don't give you truth and honest, honesty. It's because these idiots, then an hour later, oh, they pal around with them on the desk at SEC Media Day. Sure is good to see you again, coach. Yeah, buddy, give me my ESPN microphone. This coach is an idiot and a hypocrite. Ha, 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 click, 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 click. That's the world we live in. And we'll pay them guys a lot of money for that. Get your clicks. Go ahead. But here's the reality. Okay, We, real people, with half of a working brain and a pretty stiff backbone, appreciate a football coach who will tell the truth, who's willing to say it. Regardless of what Feinbaum and these idiots on ESPN get up there and do for attention. So he really criticized Kiffin yesterday. Afterwards. No, he didn't do it in person. That ain't who he is. He's not that guy. He'll wait till later and get a few giggles by some idiot sitting at a desk in Bristol or wherever the heck it is. 
and call Lane Kiffin a hypocrite and use this logic. Now think about how stupid this is. Use this logic. Well, Lane Kiffin held Ole Miss's feet to the fire last year when Auburn was making overtures and got himself a big old fat raise, so he's a hypocrite because he did it, and now he's done like the players can do it. Hold on a minute, you big dummy. There's one thing you don't mention. Coaches have contracts with the university. That includes major buyouts and time frames. Why don't you mention that? Why? Because it would make you sound like an idiot to argue what you're arguing and remember the fact that he has a contract. Everybody's always said, well, coaches can leave anytime they want to and they'll bolt for another school, yet players can't leave. Coaches have contracts. So when they leave, if the contract isn't up, guess what happens? The school he's going to pays the school he's leaving a truckload of cash because it's in the contract. He may have one year left or two years left or three years left. You notice that in Mississippi, people hate the fact that as state law as coaches can have a maximum four-year contract. It doesn't help us to recruit coaches or to sign coaches. Well, it helps the coaches, though. Because, hey, we're going to extend that thing just about every year because those other guys in another state have a 10-year contract. They have binding contracts with buyouts. The school, if you fire the coach, you owe his buyout. Dan Mullen's sitting on the ESPN desk collecting money from Florida. They paid him to go away. Nobody's ever paid anybody more go-away money than Florida and South Carolina's paying Will Muschamp contracts Lane Kiffin last year oh well, he was leveraging Auburn yeah but he had a contract with Ole Miss and had Lane Kiffin left to go to Auburn Auburn's going to pay Ole Miss a bunch of money to buy out his contract but if the best player at Georgia the best player at Georgia who's been getting monthly thousands of dollars from the Georgia Collective coming straight from the fan base, paying him to be a Georgia Bulldog, if he leaves in December or at the end of the spring and transfers to another school, there's nothing to stop him. There's not a contract that can be enforced, as it is right now, and the school that he goes to, all they do is open a door and hold it for him as he walks in the dorm. That's all they got to do. They don't owe Georgia anything. And these idiots on ESPN and Mr. Mushyhead No Backbone himself leading that like the Pied Piper won't mention to you that that's the major difference. Sat up there yesterday. Oh, <laughs> well, Kiffin, uh, he's a, he may be right, but he's a big hypocrite because he threatened to go to Auburn and it got him a big fat raise at Ole Miss. He had a contract, a legal binding contract. He signed it, and Ole Miss signed it. He knew the terms when he signed it. They knew the terms when he signed it. You know, see the difference? That's all Kiffin was saying is if we're going to – we're professional sport now. We don't have a structure. We need a structure with contracts. 
here's what Will was saying. We would like to know if, if the number one player on our team is making a million dollars a year as a college athlete and he's a big star, we'd like the opportunity to sign him up for four years. The same way you do every football coach. Minimum, you know, maximum four years in Mississippi, minimum four years in other states. The same way you do a pro athlete. The same way you do a radio host. The same way you do your top salesperson at your company in, you know, downtown Madison. He's your number one salesperson. We're going to renegotiate his contract. It's a three-year contract. When I was fresh out of college, my first job working at a TV station in, in Tupelo, Mississippi, I had to sit down and sign on the dotted line a three-year contract. After three years, they wanted to re-sign me. I re-signed it. Before my contract was up, I had an opportunity for another job I wanted to go to. Guess what? I couldn't leave because I had signed a contract with a no-compete. It was either pay them or stay. I didn't have any money. Had to stay. And they'll get on ESPN. Oh, he's a hypocrite because he tried to go to Auburn and it got him a big raise at Ole Miss. He had a contract. These college players don't have anything. Why won't you talk about that? Why won't you bring it up? It is complete and utter stupidity. That's what gets clicks these days. So you get your clicks. You go ahead. You're not fooling us. Stick around.